This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawksworth with you on a Monday. Coming up next hour, Alex Kolodege of the Action Hour. We'll get to some NBA futures, baseball card as well. But right now we go to the Roman guest line. Welcome back, our buddy Ian McDonald, CRG Futures, uh, joining us to talk well, things baseball. We'll get to a little NFL and have some fun here looking ahead to some sports that are starting in a couple months. But, uh, Ian, uh, welcome back to the show. And, and this is an interesting time for the baseball future, right? Because you know some of these feel like they're probably done, right? Some of these awards might feel like mm-hmm. it's not the right time. But some, there could be an opportunity if you send something or there's a big number. Let's start with the AL East. We've been talking about the Yankees not playing well for a, an extended period now. What do you think about the market in the AL East? And, and is there a team that you think could catch them? Yeah, over the last 20 games, they're tied for the worst record in Major League Baseball at 5-15. and 15. So, you know, this has been going on for a little while now. And I've heard a lot of people talking about how poorly they've played, but nobody's mentioned any future plays uh, against them. So something I grabbed over the weekend was I took a look at the Blue Jays and the Rays uh, to win the potentially win the AL East. Found the Blue Jays anywhere from about 8-1 to one to 15-1, to one, but the Rays were still in that 60-130-1 to 130 to one range. So I put a few bucks down on the Rays uh, to win the AL East. They're about eight back right now, eight and a half back. Fifth toughest schedule, if you look at the games coming up. But remember, when you look at the toughest schedule, that's been based on the 120 games that they've played so far. If you break it down and look at the last 20, 30, 40 games that some of these teams have played, the nine games against the Yankees or however many they have left, does that really look so tough right now? That's based on the fact that the Yankees have played at a 72 and 48 clip or whatever they are. So you can, if you break it in, in a smaller segments and look, some of these teams are playing better than what their overall record is. Some are playing worse. So these games against the Yankees may not look as daunting. They just took a couple games from them last week, and they would have they would have swept the series if Josh Donaldson hadn't come up with that miracle grand slam in the last game of the series. So the Rays and the Blue Jays, I think, give you a little bit of value if you want to put a few bucks on them, understanding that, yeah, there's still eight games that they have to make up. But there's a lot of head-to-head matchups in the AL East. Uh, for the rest of the season, including the Jays and Rays playing each other uh, nine more times. So there's a chance that if they play even against each other but are able to gain some ground on the Yankees when they play them, that this could go down the last week or two of the season. Uh, if the if the Yankees aren't able to turn around, absolutely, with as many games as they play against each other. So I think it's definitely worth a play to, to maybe throw a few bucks, a little toll change, I like to say, uh, throw that on both uh, maybe the Blue Jays and the Rays uh, to potentially win the AL East. Less than three weeks ago, the Rays were 500-1 to to win the AL East, and uh, we know what's happened since. All right, American League Rookie of the Year. Two weeks ago on the show, we couldn't stop talking about the value that was sitting there with Adley Rushman uh, at 45-1 to for the American League Rookie of the Year. 
the thought throughout much of the league was after the performance on All-Star Weekend with the home run derby that the, nobody's going to catch Julio. But the exact scenario that, that would have led to him possibly not winning the award has happened. And uh, I don't know about you, Ian, if you saw ESPN at all yesterday, if you watch it for a minute, you saw Rushman. He was at the Little League game. He was hanging out on TV. He's doing the post-game interview after their, their late victory last night. Man, has he gotten a lot of steam. Anything that we've learned from what's happened with this American League Rookie of the Year race? That, like with all markets, and I would, I would tell people, too, in the AL MVP market, with as poorly as the Yankees have played, Judge has been a lock all year, just as much as Julio Rodriguez was a lock with the Mariners, that – Mm -hmm. Keep an eye on some of these guys behind him and not necessarily Shohei. Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to make a run, but like you said, some of these markets, injury is the thing that can derail some of these guys. So we talk about Julio Rodriguez and you talk about the home run uh, contest and how well he did out there. They are still playing in Seattle and those games still start at 10 o'clock Eastern. And I still think that there is something on the East Coast and not seeing this guy play a lot. I think that there was last week or two weeks ago, I swapped some texts with Paul and we saw that Rushman was 45 to one and Jose Miranda for the twins was 50 to one. And Miranda had about a two month stretch where he was batting over 350, uh, was playing both corner infield spots for the twins was going to be on a division winning team. So we thought that it was worth it to put a little bit of money down on both guys. And lo and behold, Rushman goes from 45 to one to anywhere from three to five to one now, depending on where you look. Baltimore is not the biggest media market, but they're one of those franchises in a media market division in the AL East. They have made the, the story is tremendous. And, you know, voters love a narrative, a good narrative. And here's a guy that you talk about his intangibles in Rutschman that are off the charts. Leadership. He walks into the clubhouse even as a rookie and he commands the respect of everybody in there. He is a number one pick. Baltimore's left him down in the minors uh, for an extra year over what a lot of people thought he would be brought up. And he did struggle when he first came up, but he has really played well over the last uh, two months or so. He's really hit the baseball well. And here's a hot take for you that nobody said, okay? How about Baltimore was a buyer at the trade deadline? They weren't a seller. Maybe they were a buyer because the two guys that they moved were replaced by guys that were playing better than they were in uh, mm. part-time, okay? And you still got some premier pitching prospects. Trey Mancini was batting 230. Okay, so they were a seller in name only. So maybe they were a buyer at the trade deadline instead because now these guys have flourished. You're hearing Ryan Mountcastle, Santander, uh, Rushman's leadership is shining through. Uh, I thought that a couple weeks ago. I thought that the narrative was wrong there. Baltimore still got a chance to make the playoffs. So even at three, four, five to one, if, if you want to put a little bit of money on them. Uh, another thing, Julio Rodriguez struggles with that lingering wrist injury. Uh, he's hit the ball well here the last uh, couple games, but when he first came back, he struggled a little bit. So you never know if he takes another dip in his batting average uh, and struggles a little bit. Again, being on the West Coast, Rushman, everybody sees him in that Baltimore, uh, in that AL East. Uh, you never know. It's it's definitely worth the play because something may happen with Julio again going forward and Baltimore makes the playoffs and he's going to get a lot of the credit for that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What about NL Cy Young? I'm curious your thoughts. Where's the value? And what do you think about Max Scherzer? Look, I love Scherzer. I got him a couple of weeks ago at 45 to 1, okay, because he missed that time with the, the injury that he had early in the season, but he's pitched very well the whole year. Last year I had him, I told you guys when I was on last time, I had him at 100 to 1 right around the trade deadline. He was still pitching well, but Washington had faded out of the playoff race. So when he went to the Dodgers, he was going to pitch in some meaningful games there down the stretch. Sure enough, he goes from 101 to 30 and then to 8. So he's immediately in the Cy Young race. So I like Scherzer. He's still about 20, 25 to 1, depending on where you look. But the other guy that I think is worth a play is Tony Gonsolin. I tell you, I don't know if I've seen as much, I don't want to say hate, but discrediting a great season like a guy like Sandy Alcantara has had this year. One poor start that he had yesterday against the Dodgers, and now everybody's looking for, you know, another candidate, okay? There, his numbers would have put him in line for an MVP if he was playing for a team like the Dodgers that was in the mix for a best record or a playoff spot. Now all of a sudden he's going he's gonna to fall out of, the, out of the Cy Young race because of that. I think that's a little much. I think he's still obviously the favorite. But look at Tony Gonsolin could end up the season with just one loss on the year if he continues to pitch well. You don't know how September is going to play out with the Dodgers. How many games are they going to try to win? How many games is he going to pitch? Are they going to try to save some of the innings on his arm? We don't know. But you can find him as high as 35 to 1 still, and that may be worth a few bucks also, uh, just in case Sandy's wearing down a little bit. How much are they going to pitch him down the stretch being out of the playoff race? There's still some unknowns, uh, I think, with the rest of the season that it's still worth a few bucks to throw on some guys behind him just in case something were to happen. Scherzer, a guy that I like to do, uh, throw a few bucks on, and Gonsolin, the same thing. Ian, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, this market's been wild ever since draft day. I mean, I think part of it is there's no clear-cut great quarterback, right? Kenny Pickett was the first one drafted. We'll see when he starts to play. But it just feels like it's fluctuated so much. One guy has a big game in the preseason or some steam and, and practice, and they jump up. George Pickens, one of the favorites. Now, I like Pickens. I don't love him at the number right now. What's your thought, Offensive Rookie of the Year, as we head towards the NFL season? Yeah, you like George Pickens a lot more at 35, 40, or 50 to 1, or he was you know, a month or two ago. And I thought he was yep. the guy that had the most uh, upside, I guess, coming into the season because of how good he was when he was healthy. He seemed to be just slowed by injury. Then when he gets drafted by the Steelers, that's a team that has had a lot of success drafting wide receivers through the years. So you, they take him and you trust that they know something, and he could be a good play there. Now he's in the 12 to 1 range. Maybe you still take a shot on him. But the guy that I was looking at was Brian Robinson for yes. uh, the Commanders. And he was as high as 125 to 1 not long ago. And I put a couple bucks on him because I could see a path. Antonio Gibson last year, remember, kind of disappointed. If you look at it from a fantasy aspect as well. He has had some issues with fumbling, and he tends to get nicked up. Now you bring in Brian Robinson, who was the backup. We hear that Antonio Gibson is filling water bottles and doing some other menial tasks here at training camp right now. And mm -hmm. Robinson could have been a guy that was going to get some goal line carries anyways. So maybe some kind of touchdown prop would have been good. 
But if he's able to take the number one running back spot over, he's a guy I didn't like his explosiveness coming out of Tramp uh, out, of, out of the draft. Seemed like a little bit more of a plotter uh, than some of the backs that they've had there in the past. But he's the next guy up, and you try to look for a path at. Still available at 50 to 1, I found earlier this morning uh, at some books. Uh, if you shop around to, to get rookie year, absolutely, I think that that's worth a play. Uh, there's so many of the wide receivers that have moved up the draft board or the uh, odds board, it's hard to kind of pick and choose without putting a few bucks on all of them. The George Pickens, the Romeo Dubs, some of these other guys, the Christian Watson. Uh, but I think Robinson right now, as a, as a running back, you really only see that Breeze Hall maybe ahead of him in terms of somebody that's got a path amongst the running backs. So I would definitely say that uh, Brian Robinson is a play, shop around for the best price, but I did see 50 to 1 earlier this morning. I bet this yesterday at 50 to 1. There was only one out there. And I'm looking now, and I think the best number is 35. They were having Antonio Gibson do special teams in the preseason game, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, he's on the way out. Uh, I love that Brian Robinson play. Made me feel better about my play from yesterday. All right, uh, we're seeing movement in the NHL. A lot of really good players uh, changing teams, some mega contracts being signed. Are you doing anything this early on with the Cup? Yeah, and what I did was, with the free agency at the end of July and early August, uh, and again, you just saw Nazem Kadri uh, just signed a big deal with Calgary the other day. Some guys are still uh, switching teams, and there's still a little bit of movement. And NHL and NBA are both uh, leagues right now that are a little a little far off, and they may be not on people's minds right now. But with free agency, the draft, etc., uh, I thought this was a good time to start taking a look at some of these markets. I do like the Cal uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, to win the Stanley Cup. Depends on where you can find them, but I found them in the teens uh, odds to win the cup right now. Excellent team last year, beat by the Rangers, remember, in seven games. Rangers went on and lost to Tampa in a long series. Made a couple additions in the offseason. They were able to take advantage of the uh, Golden Knights salary cap issues that they had and brought in Max Pacioretty. Uh, they got rid of Tony D'Angelo. He left now. That might be addition by subtraction. I want to see Frederick Anderson in goal, the depth in goal. I don't know if he's a little bit older now. I don't know if he's going to be able to hold up for another year. But last year, they made it work. And they say that uh, the Rod Brindamar and the, the culture that he has there is one of the best in the NHL. Guys come in. They buy into what the Hurricanes are doing. The crowd there is tremendous. Great home ice advantage. So they've got some intangibles for him. So if you can find the Hurricanes somewhere in the teens to one right now, uh, that was a play that I made uh, based off what they did last year and then fill in a couple holes that they had on their roster this year. A couple months away from NBA as well. Um, what are you thinking for sixth man of the year? This is a, this is an interesting market because there's still lineups and stuff have to be determined. Um, obviously, training camp, you have some injuries. There could be some movement. Obviously, there was a Kevin Durant rumor half hour ago or 45 minutes ago that um, could shake things up with him being potentially traded. So there's a lot of fluctuation, but one, two guys that I was looking at because I had my eye on one of them last year for sixth man of the year, one of them is Malcolm Brogdon in Boston. You don't know how the lineup there is going to shape up. They bring him in. They had issue with turnovers in, last year. If they want to keep the starting lineup the same and then bring Brogdon as a guy off the bench with the second unit, you can find him anywhere between 50 to 1 and 66 to 1, I found right now. He's a guy that I used to be a buck season ticket holder. I watched him from his rookie year when he won the rookie of the year uh, the last few years when he went to Indiana, and now he's with Boston. Uh, really good guy to spearhead your second unit. His, his assist to turnover ratio is very high. Excellent shooter, good defender, good team defender, and an all-around good locker room guy. 
so he's going to be also on a team in Boston who now is, is favored to win the East and who's going to have a high win total. They are a premier franchise, obviously, in the league, so the attention is going to be on him. If he comes off the bench at, at like I said, 50 to 66 to 1 in that area, that number will disappear. So if you want to put a little bit of money on him right now uh, before the lineups and such are determined, uh, that may be a guy to take a look at. And I also had a guy that I looked at last year for most improved player. And again, lineups may fluctuate. Precious Achua up in Toronto. He was somebody that came out of Memphis a couple of years ago. And for Toronto last year, got a ton of playing time. You can find him anywhere between 100 to 150 to 1 right now if you look around. He's a guy, depending on where he, Gary Trent, uh, slot in in their lineups. He's another guy, too, that, uh, that may be up for a six-man-of-the-year award for a team that seems to overachieve every year. Uh, great front office, excellent coach, Nick Nurse, and they draft and develop guys really well. He's another guy to keep an eye on. Great stuff, Ian. I love that name, too, with Precious up there in Toronto. <laughs> Ian McDonald on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and price of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Today's MLB card next on the BeckQL Network.